You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Flawless Noises Media Network. We've put together a compilation featuring previews of all of our wonderful show's episodes from the past two weeks. Please, feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, significant others, Twitter and Instagram followers, and more. In doing so, you will help others get to know our sound. And don't forget, we also have a Patreon that features exclusive bonus content. For a small monthly fee, you'll have access to both audio and video content. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises to sign up. We thank you for your support and look forward to bringing you more hashtag content. This is Mystic Moments hosted by Gary. You have to make sure that the boundaries are in place around the people that are going to try to take from you. Because let's be real, there are energy vampires out there. Energy vampire would be... At least for me, this is my hood nigga definition. A nigga that is sucking the soul out of you because they are not giving you what you need and you deserve on a regular basis. Oh, we can talk about energy vampires. Well, let's holler about it. Go ahead. Run the motherfucking tea. Because it's not just energy vampires. but Well, in a way, it is energy vampires because these are people who seek to leech off your energy in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, whenever certain things come up in readings, I always tell clients, you know, to keep an eye out for people who seem to revel in your discomfort. Hmm. And this is something to be aware of now more than ever. Who's quiet when you're dealing with bullshit? Mm-hmm. Who has everything to say about what's not working when you have something that's ready to bloom? Um, and now we have gotten into Libra season. Okay, Libra season started on Monday, September 23rd. I believe the fall equinox or something along those lines happened around that same time too. I feel like it was the same day. And I feel like there is a very huge difference between the two weeks between the Pisces full moon and the beginning of Libra season. I know for me personally, since my rising sign is in Pisces, I know that I felt a shift personally in regards to my creativity, just the work that I was doing, I felt more confident. So I dropped my daily videos. If you follow me on my Instagram, on my Twitter accounts, I dropped my daily videos. And I know that when I was, you know, maybe like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I would be recording and having a lot of like different, like, um, I guess, sessions. Like I'd be like, up, oh, don't like that, up, oh, don't like that, and stop. And at that point, I felt so much more confident being in front of the camera and just saying what the fuck I was going to say because I already knew what the message was. It was like, I wasn't overthinking it as much. So it was like a little bit of confidence in the creative level Mm -hmm. and just noticing a lot of the thoughts and a lot of the things that I was trying to project into my life coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, If you also have been a part of my journey and a part of my story as of recent, you would know that I almost just got recently evicted, honestly. Um, And by the power of social media and by the grace of God and the grace of spirit was able to cover my rent and not just cover my rent that was past due, but pay the rent for the month that is upcoming. The hugest blessing. I feel like it was a fairy tale. And that happened on the very last day of Virgo season. Mm -hmm. So on Monday, when Libra season started, I felt like a brand, a, a whole new bitch. How do you anticipate leaning into that and, I guess, 
taking advantage of the fact that you know this information so that way you can shift your perspective in the weeks to come. I'll go first because I already know my motherfucking answer. I already know how I'm about to attack these weeks. It's really about slowing down. It's really about being patient and just actually like really listening for right now um, and taking some time to rest. Taking some time to really think about every single aspect of what's happening and being like, I'll, we already show gratitude on a daily basis because we're here, we're breathing, we're doing the things that we should be. But it's also about taking charge of doing what's necessary for me as a human being and being okay with that not being in alignment with what other people have to say. I would say for me, um, <clears throat> I'm keeping in mind the fact that this new moon, I believe, is going to be opposite Chiron and in conjunct Uranus, mm-hmm. which tells me that everything is going to be on the table. Um, anything is possible. Okay. With the new moon opposite Chiron, it's going to be that really serious wake the fuck up moment for people. Yeah. If you have been, if you've kind of been wallowing in your own struggle for a little too long, if you've been holding on to past energies for a little too long, if you've been like going back to that place that made you feel small, that made you feel like you didn't have the power to be yourself, mm-hmm. if you're still tapping into that old energy, um, this new moon opposite Chiron is going to set your ass on fire and maybe even literally because um, Chiron is really all about waking you up however mm-hmm. you need to be. Yeah. And then also with this Uranus aspect there's going to be a lot of um, really, you know, working with Chiron as well. There's going to be a lot of that forced alignment going on. Um, I'm not really loving all the air planets, though, because, again, the anxiety is still, like... What are the air planets? Or which ones are, I guess, shifting into air, you said? Yeah. um, The sun is... The sun is in Libra, Mm -hmm. that's air, Mercury, and Venus are also in Libra, and Mars will be in Libra soon. It'll be in Libra on the 3rd of October. Got it. And previously, everything was in Virgo. And for that, for me, everything is coming out of my 12th house, moving, crossing my ascendant, and moving into my first house. So everything is just like this intense burst of ungrounding air energy Got it. as it emerges from the murky, earthy depths of my 12th house. Got it. So it's like you go from wading in quicksand to um, sitting on a taser. <laughs> Chile. Oh, that's a lot. This is Mama Meets World, hosted by Brie. He knows how to check right. my blood sugar. He knows that if it starts with a two or a three... Or four, anything over that one, he needs to go tell another adult. Like, we kind of have, it, it makes him feel more in control of the situation right. and less scared because mommy has taken the time to explain to him, like, this is what you need to do in case of an emergency. Um, and it just gets him in the regular habit of, he asked, he said, mama, what's your blood sugar? Mama, how are you feeling? You know, like these are things that we can teach our kids. We don't have to shelter our children from the realities of life. There are appropriate ways to let them know what's going on. That's so amazing that you do that because I think, you know, just hearing you say that if I would have been included in the process and not just included in the emergencies, Mm -hmm. it would have given me a calmer outlook on how my mother's health was as, as a kid. 
Um, so one of the things that I guess the best thing that I've had to realize is that Elijah needs his mom, right? Um, like diabetes, anxiety, all of the the chronic illnesses that are plaguing me Mm -hmm. are things that could take me out. And so no matter how I might feel like it impacts my ability to be a good mom, I have to be here in order to be a good mom, right? Right. And And I made myself a promise. I will never never ignore pain again because maybe this wouldn't have been so bad if I would have went to the doctor when I first started having problems not when I'm blacking out on the side of the road because I'm in so much pain I have to take better care of myself and I think that's like a repeated theme that I need to take care of myself but I do not take care of myself the way that I should and I that mamas we have to take care of ourselves and I've been faking the funk because I'm like you know how am I telling people to take care of themselves? So here I am not taking care of myself. So that changed my perspective. And as I was thinking about it, you know, I started thinking about you and you, you post a lot of things about diabetes awareness and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, in this moment, in this two weeks of my life that was completely turned upside down by being situationally sick, I don't know what it feels like to be a mom and also have to manage an illness. This is Crown and Collards, hosted by Jeremy, Will, and Bianca. Listen, this motherfucker was on 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 his mom on his mama couch, maybe his couch. I don't know, but this Probably motherfucker was mom. on the couch speaking in goddamn onk. So I don't put nothing past the nigga. That nigga was tossing an onk salad. Is an onk set? All right, Will. Okay. That's been the Crown and Collards podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this you know week. that's a, I hope you know that's the show title. <laughs> you know I'm what? Fuck fair. it. I claim it. I claim it. I take I'll take that one. Yeah, I just long as you know that is damn show the show title. Onk salad. Onk salad with a side of semi dressing. Uh, this has been the Crowded Colors podcast, y'all. Is- <laughs> I was about to say, the, the same people who bring up body counts are the same people that say they're sitting in a car and smoking is a date. <laughs> is this a date? And it's a box of styrofoam with like four wings and nigga <laughs> splitting Chipotle in Hawaiian punch. Yeah. <laughs> is this a date? <laughs> with the motherfucking Dutch master. <laughs> There's some D for L on this. Is this a date? Y'all got y'all got two bus passes in the Uber app open. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he's Chingy's brother, so I don't think they have morals, so he probably... But imagine walking in your house from work one day at wherever Chingy's brother works. Home Depot. Because Chingy's the manager or whatever. He's <laughs> fucking manager. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, real question. Y'all think Chingy on Tinder? Like Peter Pablo? Yes. Probably. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. But imagine your your wife in your face like, 
You fuck Tiffany Haddish? Yo, that would be mad awkward, but also mad funny. You just swipe it on Tennessee Howard, 39. Howard, 39. <laughs> Chingy. And yo, what if he on Twitter, Tinder and using like his stage name? That would you may cool. remember would be me so as Chingy. Like it's got Howard, comma, 39, but then like midway down the bio, it's like, you might also know me as Chingy. Normally, we don't discuss, you know, quote unquote, Twitter stuff on this show. Um, if you would like to hear a show that discusses Twitter stuff, please subscribe to the Patreon and listen to Backwoods Burn Book. Thank you so much. Hosted by yours truly. Um, but <laughs> Okay, semi-pro voice. Uh, you subscribe see me? to the Patreon. You see me? <laughs> you see me? Listen. Wow. Oh, we're going to have you reading... Uh, fucking, we're gonna have you reading commercials for listen, pens oil, all the good shit. You know what? Fuck y'all. Oh, <laughs> but uh, go on, get at least three JJ's fish commercial spots. You know the fuck what? All right, and the but, Nissan Altima. All right, all right. Do what we you want. Just, don't just don't do nothing that's gonna get you. Mm. Don't do but, nothing but there's evidence. Oh, and one other rule: don't wear some other school's gear to somebody else's homecoming. Don't do that. You look like a damn fool walking through with some Jackson State shit on at Southern Homecoming. Don't, don't, don't. Please don't. And consensual touching only, please, as always. And also consensual touching only. Correct. And remember, have one less drink than the person you are trying to screw with. And stay and stay away from cues. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jenny with the quick slant. I like it. Wow. No me. Fourteen that yards in the first down. No me. Quite the reference that not everybody's gonna get. How do I tell my roommate her coochie stink in all caps? She be sitting in the room with booty shorts on and the travel and the smell oh. of travel. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, I gotta read the whole thing. <laughs> I'm wait, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Take my headphones <laughs> off. I'm finished. The, the end of the question. Hold on, I gotta finish. <laughs> Should I report her? <laughs> Do it anonymously. <laughs> and like, like this on, uh, like this tweet. I don't have my headphones in. Serious. I like. <laughs> a resident on the floor has been complaining about a strange smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is. At this so time, we would like to advise. <laughs> This is Gay Side Stories, hosted by Curtis. How would you say you fostered a safe environment for your son? And was it always a conscious effort or something that you saw needed to be done out of necessity? Well, uh, I've always been under the contention that your child is your child and that acceptance is paramount. Um, As parents, we want our children to know they're accepted any shape or format. 
I've always wanted him to be his own person and not a cookie cutter version of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people live vicariously through their children and that's not something that I wanted for him. Um, and the way that I have fostered that safe environment is being super open. I know that parents are not perfect. No one's asking you to be perfect. I promise you, your children in most instances are not expecting perfection. But what I will say is be cognizant of what you put in the atmosphere around your child, whether it's through direct communication with them or not, because words carry a lot of weight Yes. And depending on the person, but I think it's fair to say in a lot of instances, us in this community, we carry that weight for a very long time, Mm -hmm. even if we don't realize it. So my advice to parents who are in similar situations as you is, is to be mindful of your reactions and be mindful of your words. He came home this summer from vacation and he said, I don't like bi. I don't like gay. And he goes, I think that I'm comfortable with Polly. And I said, okay. He goes, yeah, because it's not one or the other or everything or nothing or whatever. And I don't have to worry about these things. And I don't have to worry about other people telling me where I belong. Come on, multi-selection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. So yeah. the thing that I think is interesting about this story that you're relating right now is that you did not take the the path of trying to keep sexuality away from your son. Judging or teasing someone displaying abnormal behavior. I think this is important. Yes. It says, we see this a lot when people talk about celebrities. It's often considered Ooh. newsworthy when someone famous, quote, acts out, either on social media or in real life. But that behavior could be indicative of a mental health issue. So this is kind of a double-edged sword to me, because on the one hand, I agree with this. You want to be mindful and compassionate when you see someone displaying abnormal behavior, because it's true that it might be the result of a mental health issue or some type of condition. But on the other hand, I don't really rock with trying to diagnose someone based on one glimpse of what's going on with them. Casually throwing around terms like depressed or OCD. And I love that they're starting with this because it wasn't until I really started to understand and manage my condition that I realized how problematic throwing these terms around Loosely I think I've had the exact is. same um uh experience. Like right. you don't you don't even realize that you contributed to like just the casual use of the word and kind of demin- uh, kind of minimizing the um the meaning until you realize like, oh, depressed and like I'm just sad and having a bad day. They 
they're not synonymous. Exactly. And it does diminish the power of the words. And I think in turn, it diminishes people's capacity to be compassionate. Referring to someone as psycho or crazy. I think this one is, might be the one that I, that I might overall in life have been like the most guilty of, but they're like yeah. more aware of in the maybe probably like the last four or five years. I think that this may also be another throwback to the first point about yes. the importance of language. But let's see what it says. It's common for people to use phrases like these to insult someone they think did something wrong. But such pejorative terms further perpetrates the inaccurate idea that people with mental illnesses should be ashamed or feared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People show mental health that stigma part is serious. by making inappropriate mm-hmm. comments about the illnesses that ravage the mind. Often they think these off-the-cuff remarks are harmless, but the reality is that they hurt those living with mental illnesses and their families, and they increase the misperceptions about the illnesses. This is Ratchet Ramblings, hosted by Candace, Curtis, and Jeremy. Right. Once you accept the one of what, three apologies you've gotten from Simone at this point, two or three apologies, once you decide you can accept one of those, then maybe y'all can move forward. I don't understand how you bring that woman to dinner. Show an hour late. Show up an hour late and then wonder why she she's easily irritated. She's been waiting on you for 45 or Listen, 45 to 60 minutes. You know horses like to eat. You can't be leaving her Curtis. without no damn food. Like I said before, you didn't bring her no right. sugar cubes or nothing, Jesus. No, not, not a carrot, Left her not just a destitute cube. at that table, Curtis. Nothing. <laughs> she was the fuck hungry girl. She didn't want to argue on the empty stomach. <laughs> she did not. And you came in there with that bullshit. Because most of them have face. been cheated on. Listen, Most here we had a whole have. ass storyline of everybody being in jacket business when Curtis cheated on her. Hello, right? Wish that, wish that right. shit was insufferable. Ooh, child. Mm. It sure was. Oof. But like, come on, girl. But jacket didn't act like what? <laughs> so Oof. let sixty four T live. Well, Nikki, <laughs> let Jaws live. Mm. She got that woman got sixty four T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, every time two, Simone, counts as, counts as two. <laughs> every time Simone walk up, the Jaws music start playing. Dun dun. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Curtis, Doctor Jaws. I'm telling you, <laughs> you low down dirty scoundrel. <laughs> but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The only thing that would have made that read better. Is if she has said, "Okay, hey, maid." <laughs> yes. Get oh, out of here. Being yes. a mom is a full time job. Hey, maid. Yes. Right. I see you got your maid outfit <laughs> on like that, you always do, and yeah. I guess you don't spend five hundred dollars on that either. That, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh my God! I wish you would have said that. I would have died. Jocelyn hey, maid. Hey, Toya, maid. <laughs> maid, Toya. How you? Hey, doing? Toya, maid. Toya. Hey, hey, Toya, maid. I should hear her saying that. <laughs> hey, Toya, maid. Hey, Toya, maid. Write that down. Showtime. And then Phoebe girl is fuck you. She must have been listening to Future before the reunion because she was like fucking wig off. Because when that wig got to crinkling, ooh, mm. 
I was like, Ooh. Phoebe is really ugly. She yeah, she's yeah. She's, she's ugly, and she she's one of those people again that lets us know just how colorist of a society we live in because who 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 been who who been telling her she that deal because she light-skinned and she slim yeah but you ugly bitch you look like a kneecap and in face spirit and and mind she look like the taco bell dog she definitely look like a chihuahua baja blast bitch that's what Curtis, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> oh man, fuck you, girl. Candace then came back with a vengeance. I stand. I would fuck Doctor Scott too. I sure did. Listen, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I definitely was about to say if he needs his dicks, because <laughs> <laughs> that man is straight. <laughs> <laughs> He's stressed. Listen, let me open that up. <laughs> Koofy's stress relief surfaces. You, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, the power you of ain't a tell nut. No lie. We'll have his mind right, okay? Even with his back broke like a candy cane, he don't, he, she's still crying and whining about getting married and hadn't, I had a two-year plan, bitch. Did your two-year plan include dental work? If it didn't, it needs to. Go get your goddamn side tooth back in your mouth, bitch. You, don't nobody want to walk down the aisle with you with that gap too fast smile? Hell, her mouth is an aisle of trash. Leave us alone, dumb bitch. Well, I mean, he seems to like it, but just to fuck on it he don't seem to want to marry it <laughs> I mean, a typical nigga so i mean well i mean don't, you know what the nothing but the pussy while luigi has other things to do so i'm not upset curtis fuck you <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause Dennis. laughs> fuck you curtis <laughs> and from our patreon this is backwoods burn book hosted by jeremy I understood why she went off and she was justified in going off, but that age shit was too far. It's like you 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 took a step forward but then took three steps back. And this is honestly been my kind of issue with Cardi for a while now. Is that she reacts to everything. It's not just this. Because if this if she had just reacted to this, and even if she did the exact same thing as she's done. For me, speaking for myself, I would have been like, you was right and going off, but that was too far. But this isn't an, an everyday occurrence for you. This is, you know, once every blue moon. So I, you don't have a track record of just reacting to everything and going off and oftentimes putting your foot in your mouth. You know, I could I could write, I, not write it off and not excuse it. I could just say, you know, it's a one-off, you know, play us fuck up. But Cardi just reacts to every single thing. I forget who quoted it. I forget who quoted it, but this is the not picking a side and being neutral is picking a side and it more often than not aids the side of the oppressor more so than it does like any kind of, you know, peace. Like peace is peace is just like partially for like I am the oppressor and I don't want you to make too big a noise about this because the more we have peace, the more I can do things 
and I can hide under the guise of, well, it's just a difference of opinion. And Ellen damn sure knows that. Like, shout out to the community because honestly, they rolled the receipts back and Ellen been like anti the community while posturing to be for the community for a while now. <laughs> you know, and while it's not necessarily my place to, you know, hold her to task, I can call a thing a thing and say that she on some bullshit. There's a lot of homophobia in how y'all talk about Atlanta. Um, and I don't know if you realize it or you don't care that you realize it or, or you just don't and don't give a fuck either way. But for all you progressive people, progressive identifying people, you know, the people who think y'all vote because y'all vote for Democrats, y'all slip be showing a lot um, because y'all's attitude towards like the gay scene here in Atlanta or just what your perception of Atlanta is or the gay community in Atlanta, pretty homophobic. Because first of all, especially for you straight niggas, I know good and goddamn well as much porn as you motherfuckers retweet, motherfuckers be at their goddamn jobs having to fucking do some solid snake shit to hide their phone because you motherfuckers don't retweet a blowjobs 84 goddamn years on the fucking timeline doing work hours. I know you niggas are fucking lying to me acting so goddamn shot that some gay porn got put on the timeline. This nigga DeAndre, after eating, <laughs> after eating contaminated ass chicken, decides he gonna not only is he gonna drink, he gonna have hookah. First of all, let me park it here. You niggas who like hookah are going to jail. Period. JT is home now. We can say period with more emphasis. You niggas are going to jail. Hookah is trash. It is hookah is the same trash that DeAndre was eating out of. It trash. Hookah is like the potted meat of nigga activities. Like what? What? what you go? Y'all are going to jail. You are going to jail. You are not collecting two hundred dollars. You will stay in Dodge. You will be under Dodge because you need to be in confinement because you are not well and we don't need you in society if you enjoy hookah. This is The Portal, hosted by Michael and Candace. Gonna slide on over to my manga corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of, and it, this is one of my favorite animes as well, is Maji. Uh, Maji is really cute, but action-packed and powerful. And like, uh, like they're very, it's, this is one of those animes where majority of the characters are super powerful in their own right. Mm-hmm. And they have their own adventures, but then they somehow or some way they are, they manage to be intertwined together. Um, I do not have an exact synopsis pulled up, but I will say, read it and watch it. Mike was telling me that the manga has since ended. Yeah. And they're just waiting to see if we'll get an an anime ending. Which I don't see why we would not. This is the Weekly Wind Down, hosted by Candace and Curtis. And the thing about it is it's hard to even look at it as being targeted because, again, they're being killed by men that they are associated with boyfriends, close friends, exes, 
these are, are men that they've had close dealings with. It's not even just like a random perpetrator going out and just, you know, killing women at, at, at will. We talk about being betrayed by people that you are close to, that you're supposed to be doing whatever with, that are supposed to have your back, that's supposed to like you, want to see you win, want to see you prosper as a human being, taking these women's lives. People that they trusted, people that they let in their homes, that they let in their beds, that they let in their pockets, in their hearts, in their minds, in their souls, literally stealing their lives. What have Black trans women done to the world to deserve this? I would like to know. When the week got weird. So I saw a story about guinea pig ice cream in Ecuador. It's the new tasty treat. This is why I like to keep my ass over here in these United States a lot of times. Because <laughs> that ain't it. So apparently in some Latin American countries, guinea pig is a traditional hot dish. So yeah. in Colombia, Peru, Bolivia, and obviously in Ecuador. And they typically cook guinea pig with salt and serve them with potatoes and peanut sauce. So... Thank you again for supporting Flawless Noises Media Network. You can go to our website, FlawlessNoises.com, for more information. If you want to buy some merch, you can also do that at our website or go directly to FlawlessNoises.com store. We have merch from Ratchet Ramblings, Mama Meets World, Gay Side Stories, and the network with more to come. Again, our Patreon is patreon.com slash flawless noises. You can go there for bonus content, including audio and video. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound.